In this world, all of us are looking for truth and guidance. And so often, we are directed to find those things in books, in temples, in churches, in movements, and even in other people who are allegedly smarter, more enlightened, or more holy than ourselves. But often, when we put our confidence in these things, they fail us, and we are left once again feeling empty, hopeless, and even lost. So where do we find truth? Where do we find real guidance in this world? Where is the sacred truly located? And where can we find it? We're going to talk about all of this and more next. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mind's Eye Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show, I thought we would discuss the sacred within you. And I'll tell you, I think this is uh, another timely discussion to have, considering the state of the world, the state of religion, the state of a lot of people's personal spirituality. There's a lot in flux right now. Some people don't know where to turn. Some people are feeling hopeless. Some people are feeling abandoned. Some people have lost their faith. There have been people that have committed suicide during this pandemic. Older people, school-age children because they can't get out of the house, they can't go to work, they can't go to school. People don't know where to turn and they're feeling very desperate. And then there's the whole pseudo-religious political movement that's always looming over the horizon and a lot of people are taking refuge in that because it makes them feel like they have purpose in their life, that they're standing up for something right, standing up for something good. But you know, folks, the big issue that we're really seeing right now is decades, perhaps centuries worth of spiritual, religious, and philosophical teaching that always tells us to look outside of ourselves for the sacred. Look outside of ourselves for the divine. Look outside of ourselves for that divine guidance and inspiration in our lives. And think about it, religion and even a lot of spiritual paths you know, there's a lot of people that want to be called teachers and prophets, pastors, priests, gurus, whatever they want to call themselves. They all want to be 
the central figure, or at least a central figure in the lives of their followers. Follow me because I have this sacred knowledge and inspiration that you need or you're not going to be able to survive what's coming in this world without this information that I'm giving you. And so we're directed to all of these different things in our society, in our culture. You know, look to the church, look to the mosque, look to the religious leaders, look to the temple, look to the government, look to the politician, look to the guy on TV, look to the media, look to Wall Street, look at the economy. You know, these are all the things that you take refuge in and hope are going to sustain you through your life. We put the label of sacredness on all of these things. The church building is sacred. The pastor, the priest is sacred. The mosque is sacred. This particular holy book is sacred. This particular prophet is sacred. This particular place is sacred because Maybe a great teacher taught there. Maybe something significant in one of the religious traditions happened there. So we say this is sacred ground. We build these temples. We build these shrines, these places of remembrance of events and teachers and prophets. And we say it's sacred. And these are the places that we usually travel to. These are the things in our material world, the the books, the money, the whatever it might be, the things we go after or try to obtain because we have hung the label of being sacred, being holy. There's something there that we need. If we can just get to that place, if we can just get that thing or find that right teacher, you know, it's going to make my life better. It's going to make me feel more peaceful. It's going to make me feel closer to God. It's going to help me to have uh, religious experiences that are beyond what I'm having right now, whatever that religious experience might be. But where is the one place that we're hardly ever directed to go to or look to in times of upheaval and times of trouble. And that is within ourselves. It's in all of the religious traditions, God within us. The New Testament says the kingdom of heaven is within us, that God indwells his people. The Quran says that God encompasses all things and that he is closer to us than our own jugular vein. So that shows that he is a part of us, a part of our DNA, a part of who we are, a part of our very being. And then we have a lot of people or teachers who say, okay, go within. All the answers are inside of you. But they don't really tell us how to get those answers or what those answers might sound like. 
What does the still small voice within sound like? How does divine guidance really happen? How does it transpire? Is there a way we can tell if it's divine guidance or just us? And unfortunately, the problem that we see with going within is a lot of our experiences in the modern day when we go within is colored by our religious upbringing, our religious beliefs, our religious indoctrination. And so we start having more imaginative experiences and inner guidance, and we say, oh, this is from God, and we get a lot of outlandish teachings, you know, rather than something that is um, solid and balanced and real. So we're going to talk about that as well in this particular show. And uh, as I said, I, I think this is a very timely conversation to have because everything in this world is being shaken. Everything seems to be crumbling. The governments, the political parties, uh, religion, religious groups, denominations, you know, they're all undergoing a lot of problems right now. And we see a lot of people clinging uh, to these movements, these religions, these denominations, like people who have been, you know, in a great shipwreck and they're hanging on to the debris, hoping it will float them to safety or somewhere sane, you know, but it's not going to. It's definitely time to start really going within and making connection with that sacred within us, the spirit of the divine within us. This is a very difficult time on planet Earth that we're living through, that we're experiencing. And if we don't really know how to connect with the sacred, with the divine within us, uh, we're going to be in for a world of confusion and hurt. We're going to start to follow even more bizarre and outrageous isms and cults. We're seeing that happen now. Um, you know, it's, even here in the United States, there's this cult forming around uh, Donald Trump. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. You know, oh, no, it's not a cult. It's, you know, but people will follow anything that promises them a better life and wants and promises to make the world a better place. And then we start taking stock in all of these crazy, you know, false prophecies of, you know, what this political leader is going to do, what Trump is going to do, what's going to happen in 2024. And it's leading us closer and closer to disaster because these people are honestly not hearing from the divine. They're speaking their own agenda in the name of the Lord. And if this is things that we follow after, we're going to see that it's going to really uh, collapse in on itself and us if we're not careful. You know, but again, that's that's just an example. There's a lot of strange isms and cults and strange movements uh, popping up all over the place now. 
and uh, you know people are running after them. You know this is the truth. This is the new truth. This is this is what we must do, and it's it's not going to help anybody because it is it is void of the spirit of God. It is void of the spirit of love. It is void of the spirit of peace. And how can I say that? You know, how can I make that statement? You know, without sounding like I'm being judgmental or some kind of uh, know-it-all. Well, you know, I think it's very simple that when we look at these movements and these isms, when we see the violence, when we see the hatred for other people outside of the group, when we see the mania, you know, people clamoring, making all these claims and prophecies and you know, none of it is coming to pass. And then when it doesn't come to pass, rather than uh, rather than take responsibility for our words and actions, they become angry. And uh, I, I saw one uh, one evangelical pastor whose uh, you know political prophecies failed, and he said, "If you still think I'm a false prophet, uh, you can shove it." You know, so when we see things like this, you know, coming from the ego and, and not just, you know, in the prophecies and, you know, Christianity or evangelicalism. I mean, that's a very stark uh, example of what's happening, you know, all around the world right now. You know, as I said, there's many different kinds of cults, many different kinds of isms and philosophies that are springing up and people are following after them because they're looking for something. They're looking for truth. They're looking for hope. They're looking for redemption, salvation, a better world, a better future. But when we see the ego, when we see the anger, when we see the division, when we see the hatred, when we see the mania, when we see people not taking responsibility for their own failings and shortcomings or false prophecies or teachings. Um, you know, when you see people saying, I, you know, I am, you know, this special person with, and without this information I'm giving you in such a time as this, uh, boy, you're going to be lost. You know, they're, they're claiming some special leading or guidance or anointing. So when we see these kinds of things, uh, it, it's a pretty safe bet that the Spirit of God and the Spirit of love is absent from these teachers and their teachings and these movements. And we have to be honest with ourselves. We can't continue to see all of the downfalls and pitfalls and mistakes and even terrible things that some of these peoples and leaders say and do and continue to make excuses for it. You know, I'm going to continue to follow this because this is what I've always followed. I'm going to continue to follow this movement because I don't see anything else to jump on right now as, as a lifeboat. And all my friends and all my family and all the people that I'm close to, you know, they're all following this movement. You know, we have to be honest with ourselves. When we see a lot of these problems cropping up and we see these people behaving so badly and arrogantly and full of hate 
and bitterness and lacking compassion and love and peace and acceptance, you know, of others. You know, we need to be honest with ourselves and say, uh, you know, if God is love, love is not going to act this way. Love is peaceable. Love is kind. Love is generous. Love is gentle. It's accepting. You know, we see the absence of those things. We have to be able to be strong enough to be honest with ourselves and say, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing the uh, the fingerprint of divine love here. Uh, maybe I better rethink what I'm believing and who I'm following. Because I just might be following a man, a woman, a person. And they're leading me astray. We have to be honest enough to uh, to take that kind of thought into consideration. But now what about this sacredness within? How do we get in touch with it? How do we know uh, if it really is God speaking to our hearts and leading us and guiding us? You know, it, it really isn't an easy thing to just say, well, here's what you do to get in touch with uh, the spirit within. You know, from my personal experience, it takes a little bit of time, a little bit of contemplation, thinking about it, uh, meditation, if you can sit even for five, ten minutes a day, just, you know, in silence, focusing on the, uh, the presence of God within you. If you can't meditate, then, you know, just sit somewhere quietly. You know, light a candle, put on uh, some relaxing music that makes you feel uh, peaceful and spiritual. You know, open a window, go outside, you know, look at nature and, and just think about it. Think about the presence of God within yourself and think about what that presence would feel like, what the voice of that presence would sound like, what personal guidance coming from that still small voice, that sacred within, what would it be like? What would that guidance be like? What form would it take? And I think a good rule of thumb is to start with peace and love. You know, that still small voice is gentle. It generally guides us in very subtle ways. It guides us through intuition, where we might see a situation or uh, a person that everybody else is thinking is so wonderful, and we just tune in and something within us says, mm, this doesn't feel right. I have the feeling that if I get involved and become one of the followers of this person or this movement or whatever's happening around me, um, it's not going to end well. I don't feel the peace of God there. I don't feel the love of God there. And see, that's an important one. 
if we don't feel that peaceful presence, if we don't feel that loving presence in a situation, in a group, in whatever circumstances that might be happening around us, if we don't feel that peace and that love of the divine, chances are that's all we need to know to back out of a situation. If we step into a situation that's making us feel angry or making us feel hateful, making us feel overexcited, where we're pumping our fist in the air, you know, and, you know, lock her up, lock them up, you know, kill those, whoever, you know, it starts getting into whatever it might be, that kind of mindset starts getting into mania. Um, there might be an adrenaline rush in mania, but there's not peace and there's not love. So use that measuring stick again to maybe start backing out. So intuition, intuition is a big one, how you feel. And do you feel the peace of God? Do you feel the love of God? And do you see the peace of God and the love of God reflected in the people that are in this movement or in this situation. And even if you do, that doesn't mean you follow them, that you consecrate them as being sacred, consecrate them as the thing that you must follow and they're your leaders and your helpers and you can't make a move without knowing what everyone else thinks. No. Because once we start getting into that, We've made something else sacred other than God, other than the presence of God within us. See, understand this. All the things in this world, the churches, the holy ground, the sacred ground, the rituals, all the books with the religious texts printed on them, if the sun blew up today, if planet Earth came to an end today, all of that would be gone. None of it would exist anymore. Not the group, not the church, not the mask, not, not the mosque, not the book, not the religion, not the holy hill, not, you know, none of it. It would all be gone. But what remains and what abides, even if planet Earth is obliterated, the Spirit of God the presence of God that is always there encompasses all things see when we look at it that way we begin to realize what the sacred really is it's not the thing it's not the group it's that presence that divine presence that divine peace that divine love and all of that we find most of the time within ourselves you know that divine guidance once we start getting in touch with it within ourselves it, it usually does guide us in very subtle ways we'll get that intuition I think it's time I I just get this feeling I need to change jobs and then we do and the old job collapses or we say, you know, I just have a feeling I need to move out of this neighborhood. And we do. 
and then something, you know, that neighborhood either goes to pot or you find a much better life for yourself uh, moving out of where you were. Sometimes it comes with, um, you know, surprising information. I remember about a year ago I was having some, uh, you know, minor symptoms in my body that were kind of irritating. And uh, this went on for, you know, handful of months. And I'm like, you know, what is this? You know, what's, what's, what's going on? It's, you know, like I said, it wasn't anything major, major, but it was definitely a nuisance and it was uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, I just kind of offered it up, you know, what do I need to know about this? Do I, do I need to go to the doctor? Do I you know, what do I need to do? And uh, a couple days later, you know, I was, uh, you know, got up in the morning, I was getting ready for work, getting ready for the day. And, uh, I think I was getting ready to brush my teeth. And, uh, suddenly I heard that little voice in my head that said, you, um, how did it say it? Basically it was that I needed more vitamin C. And I said, hmm, well, that's interesting. So when I was all done, I went online, I looked up symptoms of, uh, you know, uh, lack of vitamin C or low on vitamin C, uh, vitamin C deficiency. And sure enough, there were my symptoms. I didn't know this. I had no idea. I ordered a bottle of vitamin C, started taking it. Within a couple of weeks, everything cleared up and never has returned. So sometimes you will get information like that that just comes to you. And then sure enough, it proves to be true. So it comes in some very interesting ways. But now we have to talk about what the sacred is not. Because this is where a lot of people get into trouble. And what we talked about earlier, going within, making that connection within, and having that connection colored by our past religious experiences, uh, indoctrinations, and uh, ideas that we've been given, you know, through religion. So what divine guidance generally is not. Now, certainly, if God so wills, uh, a person can have a vision, uh, angelic visitations, you know, all things of of this nature, uh, the miraculous can certainly happen, um, but that is up to God. And I don't believe that we should be chasing after visions and dreams and visitations and the miraculous. I did a podcast about this. If you look, maybe, uh, you know, six, seven, eight shows in the queue behind this one, uh, you'll see chasing after dreams, visions, and, uh, you know, these spiritual experiences. And a lot of people get into trouble with that. We're always seeking the miraculous. We're always seeking the sign. And didn't Jesus even say that, you know, a wicked and perverse generation always looks for a sign? But we've been trained by our religions to look for the sign. 
And so we have people that say they're making this connection with God within, the sacred within. And there's all kind of things that come out of this. You know, suddenly my eyes were opened and, you know, I saw Jesus come down from heaven with a sword and killed uh, seven or eight uh, reptilians that were in my backyard. Um, You know, Jesus appeared to me in my time of contemplation and showed me that uh, Joe Biden and his entire administration are, you know, evil, inhuman archons wearing human flesh, you know, all kind of crazy things of this nature. All right, if this is what you're getting, uh, chances are you're not getting divine guidance at all. You're just experiencing a little bit of mania based on religious indoctrination. Now, that's not something to, you know, be afraid of or get angry about or throw in the towel. Just realize it for what it is and say, okay, this isn't divine guidance. You know, this is something, again, it's getting me all excited. It's, you know, I have some special truth. You know, everybody in the White House is an archon or a reptilian or a gray wearing, you know, human skin. You know, all these kind of, you know, offbeat things. And it starts getting us very excited. Oh, my God, you don't know what I know because Jesus Jesus showed me. And then we start publishing it all over the Internet. And we open up a YouTube channel. And, you know, here we go. You know, this is where a lot of uh, strange isms and movements get started in the modern day. Remember, the inner voice is gentle. It's subtle. It's quiet. It's sometimes very surprising. And sometimes, if God so deems it necessary, will come with, whether it's the dream, the prophecy, the visitation. Uh, But we have to be very careful in this day and age with those kinds of things. Because then we can start getting into our own fantasy realm because we're taught to crave those things, to seek those things, and we can start making those things up in our own experiences, and they can seem very real. And we can say, oh, you know, I was, you know, I was praying, I was meditating, I was connecting with, you know, the divine within or Christ within, and boy, what they showed me. You know, we have to be extremely careful We have to be extremely careful, too, if in those times, you know, suddenly, uh, you know, we're getting all these great divine revelations of when the world is going to end, how it's going to end, and, you know, who's uh, likely to be the person that starts the domino effect in bringing the world to an end? You know, all this sort of thing. You know, prophecies, visions, um, seeing, you know, evil spirits everywhere. This kind of thing has a lot to do with modern religious conditioning. And even though a lot of people pull away from religion and say, I've had enough of that, I, uh, I was abused, I was spiritually abused, I wasn't finding the truth there, uh, we still take that germ of indoctrination with us, and then our personal experiences start to get colored with that indoctrination. 
and then we'll use the excuse, well, you know, that old movement that I was in, that old church, that old ism, whatever it was, well, they had some truth, but they didn't have the whole truth. And so we take what we believe to be some truth and start manufacturing these uh, religious experiences that we think are authentic, but they're coming from our own mind, not the sacred within. When you really make connection with that divine presence within you, as I said, it's very gentle, it's very subtle most of the time. You have a knowing that no one could drag out of you. You trust your intuition because you know it is God guiding you on how you feel about certain things, people, situations. You just know when it's time to associate with people and when it's time to kindly excuse yourself and get the hell away from them. You just know when uh, things are not right and they're not going to end well. And you will feel that presence. You will feel that presence within you and around you. And it's, again, a very peaceful and loving presence. It makes you feel very grounded. It makes you feel very calm. It makes you feel very relaxed. It makes you feel very sure of your future, no matter what that is. If the bad guys take over tomorrow, if the sun explodes, if the earth starts coming apart at the seams and everything is over, you know that it's not really over. There's something beyond all of this. You have comfort in that thought. And you have confidence in that thought. Because it's come from a deeper place within you that is just far beyond the wisdom and the knowledge of this world and even its religions. Because they're not giving a whole lot of people peace. And if we really take an honest look at the world right now, we will see that that is true. There is more religious division and religions getting caught up in politics and causing political divisions than ever before. And that's a dangerous road to go down. Very dangerous. And if I may use this as an example again, which state of mind seems more led by the divine spirit within to you? The person who is ranting and raving and angry that Donald Trump, who was supposed to be God's man, didn't win the election, so we're still all fired up, we're still hating others, we're still crying foul play in the election, you know, we're, you know, all riled up and, you know, ready to, uh, you know, pick up the sword and have that civil war for God and his man, if need be, you know, I mean, this ranges from, you know, the overly manic to, you know, the mildly manic. So is that 
does that seem more spiritual or would it seem more spiritual to say to the person that's maybe saying, maybe the person I wanted to win the election didn't. Maybe I don't think the guy that's in there right now is the best guy for the job, or maybe I do. But I'm not putting all my hope and all my faith and all my dreams and the fate of the world and the nation in my fate and my personal fate in that person's hands, in that political movement's hands. You're above that, you're beyond that, and you have peace no matter what happens. Because you're living according to something higher and better and more peaceful and more tranquil. The world may be in chaos all around you and upheaval over these things, but you have serenity. You're just calm. You can sit in the middle of it all and just watch it unfold and talk to those who might stop and listen, but you're not caught up in all of this. You're not worried about all of this. You're not hating anybody. You're not all riled up looking for somebody to hurt or kill or whatever the case may be. So which which mindset would honestly seem more spiritual and in contact and connection with the divine spirit within. The one that's all riled up or the one that's centered and has peace. And no matter what's going on in this crazy world, good, bad, or indifferent, they're okay because they know where they're going. They know to whom they belong. They know what really matters in this life and in the next. I think all of us can agree that the person who is more tranquil, more peaceful, more loving, more centered in the divine presence is certainly the more spiritual person, the more spiritual state of mind, the ones who, the one who is more in connection with the sacred within themselves. And they are reflecting that sacredness. They are reflecting that presence instead of reflecting the attitude and the fears and the hatred and the mania of the world and the people around them, even though they may claim to be religious. So it certainly is time, I think, in this day and age to stop following the crowd. It's time to stop putting the label of sacred and holy on things and material things of this world. Because everything in this world will fade, everything in this world will pass away. Everything that's in this world and on this planet right now one day will not be. But the Spirit of God remains and abides and that spirit abides in you right now. And so now is the time for each and every one of us to decide what is really sacred. The spirit or the material things and movements and opinions of men. So I hope that each and every one of us will 
think about this in the days to come and really start to get in touch with that sacred within each and every one of our own hearts and taking our attention and our loyalties away from the things of this world that always misguide us, always divide us, always leave us with stress and anxiety and not peace. Because right now, ladies and gentlemen, every aspect of this world is failing us. The medical community is failing us. Government's failing us. Religion is failing us. People are committing suicide. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to believe. They follow these crazy isms and movements. And when that crashes and burns, they lose faith or they commit suicide or contemplate suicide. Are these things really sacred? Or have we been duped? The sacred is the presence and the spirit of the divine, which always abides. Think of the words of the Bible. This is the things of this world are subject to change. But the things of God last forever. The holy books, the White House, the church, all those things will one day be no more. But the presence and the Spirit of God will still be there. Strip away all the illusions, strip away all the noise. Strip away all the opinions and all the indoctrination and look squarely in the eye of what truly is the sacred and give your time and attention to that. Seek that and seek refuge and guidance in that. So contemplate these things. I appreciate everyone listening. As always, I hope you've gotten something out of this podcast today. So stay safe, stay well, get in touch with the sacred within your own heart, your own soul, your own center. And I will talk to you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast.